you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso, and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Yes, and despite threatening to not come to you with another podcast, until next week, here I am because the recruiting news never stops, even during a supposed dead period. Yes, I thought it was safe safe to take the rest of the week off, but here we are with some really good recruiting news once again. I think Missouri's picked up a very interesting defensive lineman here, and I want to tell you all about that, but i got to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And for all the talk about the gains in the St. Louis area by Eli Drinkwitz, and the rest of his staff during his tenure, well, the Tigers have received the commitment from another Kansas City area player. This time it's Jalen Marshall, a 2022 defensive tackle from Overland Park, Kansas. He's 6'5", 275. He's rated as a three-star prospect. Chose Missouri over the likes of Nebraska, Oklahoma State, and Indiana, most notably. We're on Jalen Marshall. Always nice to steal another guy from Nebraska, right? That's two for two in the last week or so here. That's always fun. But I tell you, Marshall, at first glance, you might think, well, we here, we Missouri fans are getting spoiled lately, right? If you're, if you're not four-star, well, then it's four-star bust, right? We're completely spoiled. Isn't that right? Well, in all seriousness... Even though Jalen Marshall is a three-star guy, maybe doesn't pop off the recruiting page like some of these other players, I think we might have gotten an under-the-radar prospect here, a guy that, as far as I can tell, didn't have any junior season highlights. So off the top of my head, I'll be honest, I don't know what happened in the state of Kansas this past year, if they played high school football or what. But all you could find online is tape from his sophomore season, so I'm going to guess that that's all we have to go on right now. But in that tape, you see Jalen Marshall playing pretty much exclusively the one technique position. Now, how about a little review here on gridiron glossary? What does the one technique mean? Well, that means you line up between the center and the guard. So he's very much a nose tackle playing inside exclusively. But he's not just a two-gap, run-stopping kind of player. He's not just a a Vince Wilfork type guy. He's got some real athletic ability. He showed the ability to get outside and chase down the quarterback at times. And most of all, what really stands out on film for Jalen Marshall is a real aptitude for knocking down passes, which is something in an era of more and more short passes, over the middle, especially you know your run-pass option concepts, boy, you're really going to help out those linebackers at times. They have to defend the run and that in-breaking route in behind them a lot of times. That's something that Alabama has made a living on the last few seasons. Well, by golly, when you can at least have the the threat of knocking down that pass over the middle, that's at least going to make the quarterback readjust sometimes and hopefully throw an extra incompletion or two on top of when you knock down the pass. Now again, while Marshall's sophomore tape doesn't show a lot of positional 
versatility. I did think that he showed a lot of versatility as a player. He's quite athletic for a guy who plays that one technique spot. I mean, he was stunning, defending on rollouts by the quarterback to the left, knocking that pass down by the quarterback. But it's especially the stunting that was impressive, his ability to, you know, do basically replace other guys in their spots. You know, a stun is essentially, hey, you switch spots with the guy next to you, change rushing lanes, try to confuse the the blocking assignments to put it in a very elementary way but just showing that ability from his position is something that's pretty rare and it shows me that maybe he has the ability to be a three technique who knows maybe a guy who lines up between the guard and the tackle and is more of a pass rusher type but either way it's six five two seventy five kid who's about gosh probably was 16 years old or so when he was measured that you got to assume he's going to play inside at some point but I wouldn't even completely out I wouldn't completely dismiss him seeing a look or two on the defensive end side of the ball, just depending on what the strength and conditioning people want to turn Jalen Marshall into. Do they want to trim him down a little bit, maybe unlock some of that athleticism even more, or turn him into a bigger man, a 300-pounder who just wrecks stuff from that one, what, that one technique? I think you've got a lot of options there with Jalen Marshall, and he's another interesting prospect along that defensive line where Eli Drankwitz has talked over and over again about getting stronger in the trenches for the SEC season. And speaking of SEC worthy, well, we've got some good news involving the Missouri fan base. Not only are we up 150% in season tickets from the 2019 campaign, well, the Tigers just set a record in terms of giving money to the program as well. I want to tell you more about that and also... Missouri's three biggest competitors in the SEC East. Let's let's take a look at where those programs are at this moment. But first, of course, I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you could possibly need. So why would you endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Well, nuts to that, because guess what? We have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in our pockets as well. So save money and time when choosing Rock Auto, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers, for over 20 years. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. The Tiger Scholarship Fund announced just a few minutes ago that. The Tigers this past fiscal year, the fiscal year 2021, has raised its most money ever, $55.5 million. And just for some comparison there, previous record was in fiscal year 2017, that was $50.4 million, so a, a whole $5 million more than in 2017. Another comparison, fiscal year 2012, $45.7 million. That was, of course, the first year the Tigers were in the Southeastern Conference, so a full $10 million more than the first year of the Southeastern Conference. Hey, 
tell me inflation isn't real. Am I right, people? But seriously, though, nice job by you Mizzou fans and just shows the amount of excitement that is being created by Eli Drinkwitz and his entire program right now. And in roster news, Tigers announced that tight end Logan Christofferson has medically retired. Christofferson caught just three passes last season for Mizzou, but you might remember in the Tennessee game him high-pointing a ball that Connor Bazelak threw pretty far downfield on a, I believe, a fourth and short opportunity that Christofferson made an outstanding play on, really one of the more memorable plays of, of certainly that game, if not the whole season, for the Tigers. So sorry to hear that for sure. It's It's always... Always a bummer to hear about guys who are in college medically retiring from any sport, right? So, hate to hear that, but obviously, good luck to Logan in all of his future endeavors. And another Tiger news, Jarvis Ware, the former Mizzou cornerback who had entered the transfer portal. Ware had had a pretty solid 2019 campaign. Definitely an injury-plagued 2020. For whatever reason, decided to enter the transfer portal this fall. Well, now he's going to end up at UCF, where Josh Heupel, of course, had been the head coach for the past, I believe, three seasons, but no more. Obviously, Josh Heupel now heading to Tennessee, where Tennessee is now facing, well, quite frankly, some likely NCAA postseason bans, scholarship ship sanctions, all that good stuff. After the administration decided, you know what? We're a little sick of Jeremy Pruitt. Let's see what's going on here. And, well, they found quite a few unsavory things under the rug. That's for Downshire down in Knoxville. So to me, all those circumstances make the Tennessee game an absolute must win for Missouri, not just for the 2021 campaign, but just to punish the volunteers, quite frankly, just to make sure that their rebuild takes as long as possible. And just to make sure that everyone in the country, especially in SEC country, realizes The Missouri is on the ascent and Tennessee is on the way down because obviously in 2020, that didn't happen. Not on the field, sure. Maybe maybe during the season it did, but not down in Knoxville, not during the Missouri and Tennessee game. So I think Missouri has a big opportunity this fall in Columbia to just put a hurting on the volunteers. Now, another team, uh, now let's be honest, everybody says this, but they say it because it's true. Sometimes the conventional wisdom is true. Georgia and Florida are in a different class in the SEC East. And frankly, Georgia is in another tier above Florida. But it's going to take a while, despite the gains that Missouri has made here under Drinkwitz, it's going to take a, a long time still and a lot of gains by Missouri even still to get up to Florida's level. So what Missouri really has to do is establish that it's better than Tennessee Also established that it's better than South Carolina and Kentucky. And let me tell you something, South Carolina is really hurting this upcoming season too. You really look at that, I think Missouri fans, maybe we forget. If you weren't really paying attention, Missouri had a rough, rough offensive outing against the Gamecocks last season. A 17-10 victory on the road. And the reason I say maybe Missouri fans aren't paying as close of attention is because, well, on paper you think, hey, an SEC road victory is an SEC road victory, right? But South Carolina was terrible last season. I mean, statistically, only beating them by seven almost hurts your overall rankings more than it helps it, right? 
And now South Carolina is starting over just as Tennessee is with a new coach. Again, a huge total rebuild is coming here for the Gamecocks. They've hired Frank Beamer's son, Shane Beamer, to be their new head coach. Maybe that'll be a good hire. We'll see in the long term, but it's going to take some time for that team. So again, another big time must win for Missouri this year. So that leaves us with one team, right? One team that's on our level, because it's certainly not Vanderbilt. You've got to beat Vanderbilt every single year. No, obviously it's the Kentucky Wildcats, a team that Missouri put a hurting on last season, but obviously the previous five years, well, Mark Stoops has owned the Tigers, let's be honest. So what's it looking like for the Wildcats this upcoming season? Well, I want to talk about that after this break, but first, got to tell you once again about Built Bar, which is the best gosh darn protein bar on the market not only does it taste great it's relatively healthy and what can you say i mean it's a chocolate protein bar what do you what do you expect here people there's going to be some sugar in it but only five grams only 150 calories and only 17 grams of protein hey what's not to like about that and for this week only you can get the built grasshopper cookie which is built bars version of the classic thin mint cookie all the flavor without all of that sugar so you know what i would give you a big piece of advice and go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your next order and by the way did you know that built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team that's pretty cool isn't it so again use the promo code Locked 15 for 15% off your next order at built.com. And also, I'd like to point out that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, including the NFL, which is coming up with its very first 17 game schedule in history. And did you folks know that Patrick Mahomes is on the Kansas City Chiefs roster? Yes, there's no real analysis there. That's just something I like to say into a microphone every once in a while because it puts a smile on my face. But you know what? Winning money puts a smile on my face too. And whether you're into Major League Baseball, the NFL, heck, the NBA is still going somehow deep into July. What a weird sports calendar this has been. Well, regardless of what it is, don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs in whatever the sport is you love. So go to Bet Online, use the promo code LOCKED ON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKED ON for your 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Listen, we all have to admit that Mark Stoops has done an amazing job with that Kentucky program, without a doubt. I mean, they were just about every bit as moribund at one point as Kentucky was. Maybe not as bad as Kansas football. Let's not go crazy. Nothing could be that terrible. But really, Kentucky was obviously a complete afterthought. Kentucky, I'm sorry, Kansas really is the right comparison just because, hey, you've got a blue blood basketball program that basically expects the football program to not be a complete embarrassment. Well, obviously the Kansas program has failed on that on every level. 
But Mark Stoops has made not only not only is Kentucky not embarrassing, they're a pretty gosh darn solid program at this point. But to be completely honest, the last couple seasons that Kentucky offense has really put just a hard glass ceiling on everything the Wildcats have been trying to do because in the year 2020, the year 2021, if you can barely throw a forward pass, there's just going to be a limit on what you can accomplish on the football field. So enter Liam Cohen, the new Kentucky offensive coordinator for this coming season. I would describe him as Maybe what maybe Mark Stoops is trying to pull a Joe Brady here. Now Joe Brady was the sort of thirty-something wonderkin offensive coordinator that LSU brought in during the 2019 season. Of course, with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and all those cats who put up huge numbers offensively, record numbers offensively, en route to an undefeated national championship for the LSU Tigers. Well, of course, Brady moved on after that one season, is now with the Carolina Panthers as their offensive coordinator. And frankly, LSU's offense was not the same last season. Now, they lost a metric ton of talent as well, but certainly Joe Brady makes a huge difference. Now, clearly, that's what Mark Stoops is hoping that Liam Cohen is. Now, who is Liam Cohen? Well, another 35-year-old kid, quote-unquote, if you will, Really, I guess you're a man at 35, aren't you? But it's funny how we consider if you're 35 and you're a running back, you might as well be 100 years old. But if you're 35 and you're in coaching, well, we consider you to be a child, practically. Interesting age relativity there. But regardless, this Cohen, Mr. Cohen here, yeah, I'll call him Mr. because he's a man, gosh darn it. But Cohen was Sean McVay's receivers and quarterback coach each of the past three seasons with the Los Angeles Rams. So, you know, Sean McVay, speaking of young guys who've got good offensive minds, well, a few guys you could you'd be better off learning from under than him. A few guys you'd be more confident trying to find somebody from the coaching tree than Sean McVay. So Liam Cohen, an interesting guy to keep your eyes on. You know, I think that Kentucky game may be the most important game on the Missouri schedule this year. So I'm really going to be watching the Wildcats early in 2021, seeing what kind of offense they roll out and seeing if, obviously, if it seems to be more efficient and more effective than what they've been the last couple of years. Because what they've been the last couple of years, frankly, they were lucky to beat Missouri in 2019 with the level of offense they had. They were fortunate that Missouri's offense went completely off the rails that season. But as you saw last year, Missouri didn't need that much to beat Kentucky. So it's not a big surprise that they're going in a different direction. be really interesting to see how that works out for them. If it does work out, maybe Kentucky goes to another level. If it doesn't, well, Missouri's got a great chance to, again, hopefully make their mark and establish themselves as clearly the third best team in the SEC East. So with all that being said, unless there's another recruiting victory for Eli and company or some other big piece of breaking news between now and Monday, I'll probably see you all on Monday, coinciding with the start of SEC Media Days. That'll be going all next week, I'll have all my thoughts and opinions on that event. Hopefully we can glean some interesting bits of info from that and at least get an idea of how all the coaches are feeling about their squads heading into 2021. 
So until then, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.